Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the only show we talk about this, that, the other, et cetera, and so forth. We're getting right into it today. I'm Dan Sucky. You're Daniel Roman. We have a lot to cover. That's true. Um, hello, we everybody do. who's watching. Hello, Christian, Martha, Julie, Andrew, um, Restream.io. Glad you could be here. Ah, oh, Restream, it's good to see you. I know. You're so famous. We love you. <laughs> Because <laughs> a lot is happening, and I, I want to skip over yes. small talk, even though I'm sure it would be fascinating, wow. and get right into some of the meat of the episode. Daniel, as we yes. speak, Warner Bros. Discovery, our wonderful, benevolent corporate overlord that owns HBO and some other studios, is having an event, and they have announced they have officially greenlit a, another Game of Thrones prequel show in addition to the Game yes. of Thrones prequel show we already have, which is House of the Dragon. Daniel and everyone out there watching, they yes. have greenlit a Game of Thrones prequel show about Dunk and Egg from George yeah. R. R. Martin's Dunk and Egg novellas about set about 90 years before Game of Thrones about a loyal but sort of stupid knight named Sir Duncan the Tall and his plucky, bald, young squire, Prince Egan Targaryen V, who is a Targaryen mm -hmm. princeling, but he's so far back in the line of succession, nobody really cares. Um, the show is called A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, colon, the Hedge Knight, Daniel your yep. thoughts, audience, your thoughts. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Um, my thoughts. So one, this is a, a big announcement. It's cool to see that we're actually, this is greenlit. It is happening. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of the Dunkin' Egg show. I think, you know, those novellas are really great. They're really different than any of the mm -hmm. other Westeros stories out there because, you know, they're kind of that... Uh, lone wolf and cub type of story where it's or you know Sir Duncan the Tall and story. yeah except I think uh, a little more fun than Mandalorian and Grogu because Egg is a real character and sure. uh, Joel Duncan and Egg Ellie kind type of story yeah they've kind of got uh, faults and strengths <laughs> that complement each other um, so I think this is exciting. Uh, it comes alongside the announcement that HBO is rebranding from HBO Max to just Max. Max. So uh, one notable thing Max. about this, this is not an HBO series. It is a Max original series. So I don't know if that means it's not going to be on HBO, if it'll hit Max first. Um, but yeah, that feels like a big deal to me because everything Game of Thrones so far has been hbo branded instead of streaming service it branded. does feel like a big deal it does feel like a big deal um it's a little concerning deal almost i see martha saying that she's looking forward to snow because i attached the game of thrones characters uh, there's a lot to unpack here i will say one right day martha here, but not today one day when the snow comes i will say right now that after mm -hmm. house of the dragon and duncan egg i hope they stop for at least for a yeah. good long while. I think that's enough. I really don't want them to get overexposed. I don't want to have to watch The Mandalorian and Ahsoka and The Book of Boba Fett and The Acolyte and um, The Skeleton Crew and the new movies. I really think this is good. And I, yeah. I do like that this story is set between like many decades after house of the dragon and many decades before game of thrones so there's all pretty much no crossover 
Like there are a couple of like ancient right. characters on Game of Thrones who are technically alive at this point, but no one we're really yeah. going to like he's going to be like a main player. Then they're in a main player here. Um, the fact that it's on Max is interesting, although that, that that's kind of an advantage because because they're not really intertangled. You can have a Game of Thrones prequel show streaming exclusively on Max. Which I do like the campus yes. of that. Um, which, by the way, they said that they changed <laughs> it to Max from HBO Max because they because they didn't want to dilute the HBO brand, and because the fact that HBO was there was like scaring parents away who didn't even know there were like children's programming on there. Uh, they thought yeah. it was like all, all all sex and violence and 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 which and, and genitals. Somewhat fair. You know, no, I mean, that was my reaction to one of the other big newses that we'll talk about in a minute was, you know, oh, does this point. even fit with the HBO brand? So as much as I, you know, I side eye the choice, I do think there's some sense to it to to rebrand and make it a little clearer yeah, that it's I not just it. adult HBO content. Um, I agree with you in terms of the other spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Martha, as much as I would love to see Snow I do think one that's something where time is our advantage. Like let Kit Harrington age another decade. We'll we'll wait yeah, for it. Yeah, that's um, fine. But I, I don't want them to dilute it either. And right now it feels like we're kind of toeing that line a little Ooh, bit because we on the edge. Ooh, we on the edge. We on the edge. Um, one thing I did want to hit with this. So who said it? Uh, Brit over on YouTube, bit worried about the Dunkin' Egg books not being completed, but it makes perfect sense to adapt this. And knowing how much Condal loves the books gives sure. me faith. So yeah, Condal is an executive producer on on Dunkin' Egg, mm-hmm. but so one of the things I really like about this, which you know we can talk about what this means maybe for Winds of Winter if you want to, but so George R. R. Martin is one of the writers and executive producers He's on writing the Dunkin' Egg show. He is writing scripts for the first time since Game of Thrones season four. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that I like this more than it makes me cringe in horror mm-hmm. is because Martin has consistently said he has more Duncan Egg stories he wants to tell, like six sure. or eight more of them. And anytime he says that, I give that the side eye. And I'm like, I don't know, man, you've got oh. these. You've got so <laughs> many other things to do. When are you going to do more Duncan Egg? He will not. I think having him in the writer's room might be a good way to do all those extra Duncan Egg stories he wants to do. Remember, he, he was a TV writer for a decade, so yeah. this isn't you know some random dude coming into the writer's room. I feel sure. like it, this makes sense. I don't know. Does it, does. it make you nervous, Dan? No, it doesn't mean okay. nervous. I mean, that's it, fair. It suggests true factual things that i think it means that aren't great but i mean of course it's good that george <laughs> about R. R. Martin time management is is hands on the show i mean that, that that's only a good thing it would only make the show yeah. better that's that's true i mean it means that just we're probably never i mean i know that we've been saying this for 11 years but like just if guys is it 12 now i think it's 12 now <laughs> Um, I think the wins winner is, is probably not yeah, ever going to happen. Just it, it's it's such an interesting situation. Like this man out, has this body of work, and it explodes so late in his life, and he has a lot of energy, 
and curiosity for a 70 something. And he's just writing on this show and he's <laughs> trying to write this book. He's right for 12 years. He wants to write six to eight. We're not going to make stories. I admire the ambition. I admire um, the activity, but um, I'm glad he's involved. It probably means we're not going to get much in the way of written work because he's, he's just, although to be fair, again, there's a lot we don't know about this. Like we don't know the format. Truth. Maybe they'll only do like the time frame, season, like the first, the first novella or first two, and then hold it off for like a few years for the characters to, for the actors to age. I don't know because Egg grows up over the course of the books. I wanted to ask yeah. you about that because the you brought up the colon thing because it's a knight of the seven kingdoms colon the hedge knight. I didn't even and think I, of that, that made me wonder. Yeah, if they're gonna limited series this and do it as the hedge knight, and then they could do future installments like the sworn sword and the mystery knight, mm. as you know, those would get the colon treatment too, and it would essentially the function a little treatment. like a limited series. Do you, what do you movies, think? Actually, do you think they make good movies? Sure. Um, Because they're they're shorter. They are shorter. I think I would rather see them as limited TV series because the scope is smaller than what I would probably want in a Westeros movie. Uh, Because these, you know, the scope is really limited for Dunkin' Egg. Like they're tight, compact stories where Mm -hmm. the minute twists and turns and the charm is part of what makes them as good as they are. Um, so I like it as, you know, the idea of it as a shorter limited series, but format wise, it could, they would work as movies. They're short enough. We're not really sure what's going to be like yet. Um, it, it, it's, they're good novellas. The pedigree is good. I'm looking forward to it. They're very different than Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. They're much, like you said, they're much more smaller in scale. They're much more kind of um, yes. worms eye view as opposed to literal birds dragons eye view of what we're gonna house of the dragon where all these like high lords just like kind of the people just kind of wandering around people don't don't really care about them i love that i I, and i and i think again that's one of the reasons i think this this is a good place to stop i'm i don't know if another perspective would really help um i and you know we've been hearing about they're making an a gun show they're making a john snow show i'm sure those are being talked about but this feels like solid for the foreseeable future i just hope they they do that but yeah i'm looking forward to it yeah, by the way i, I just say because you know, just a brief dan story time break if you're looking at it Ooh, yes my left eye is a bit puffy and glistening i have a sty okay. i've put a topical oh. ointment over it so that's why i'm I like see. a freak so don't anybody mention it from here on out <laughs> or my feelings will be hurt <laughs> I just okay. assumed it was the light in your room because that's no, no. I, I can't see the puffiness, just the glisten. Fair, fair, fair. Well, I hope it feels better. Um, I too. hope HBO doesn't announce any more spinoffs for a while. So any eye twitches or anything, they won't even happen. <laughs> I agree. Thank um, you. Thank you, all of you. So should we hit on the other big HBO announcement quickly? What else did HBO announce at this big WBD Warner Bros. Discovery event? Yeah, so they also talked about that they are committed to making a Harry Potter show. So we are getting a Harry Potter show on Max. It is official now. They are expecting it to be a, and this is a quote from their press release, a decade-long Harry Potter series. 
that will faith is a faithful adaptation of J.K. Rowling's iconic books. Um, okay, uh, I am I have a way more torn on this than Duncan Egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What's up? Because because I didn't read the stuff you wrote it. Does that mean ten seasons or just like seven seasons lasting ten years or what? Or like ten years? They we'll, didn't. We'll we'll make it over ten years, but we're not going to have little ten. Does that mean ten seasons or not? I, they did not specify the the wording I just used is the only wording they used. So a decade long series that makes me think they're not talking production time, because why sure. say they usually don't you know say they're that. saying the series will span ten years, um, too much. <laughs> but yeah, we don't know how many seasons they might not like. It would be folly of them to announce an amount of seasons, in my opinion, because this early who knows what will change in production i don't know why um, they put a number on it at all but yeah you know. well to let us know that they're committed to one doing the whole thing and two you can expect this to be a mainstay in your life on max <laughs> if you subscribe now for the next 10 years max. um i i can't lie i loathe I loathe this news. Um, really? Even setting aside any personal feelings about J.K. Rowling, which I do have some, um, you know, we're talking about a decade-long Harry Potter series. The movies of Harry Potter that were pretty faithful. Whenever people are like, "It'll be a faithful adaptation," you yeah, know, Harry will go on a date it. with Cho. I'm like, "All right, you're telling me that's what's <laughs> worth doing?" Like a, a date Harry went on with a girl he's going to break up with to marry his his best friend's little sister. That's that's what's Ooh. worth doing a decade long series to include because the movies were like like they were we're not talking which are differences here like yeah they were more or less accurate faithful. faithful yeah um so yeah i <laughs> i it hasn't been very long those movies are barely more than a decade old themselves which you know we're talking about a decade long harry potter series like that's the equivalent of they finish this show and then remake it again so i i just i hate it how do you feel about I, that not to poo poo on the harry potter party but we discussed this last week i don't hate the I, i've expected the idea for a long time i really have um and i'm just surprised it took this long i because i like the harry potter story i think it's a good story i don't know i just thought it, i i kind of like the idea as like comfort food because i always figured they would do it i'm surprised it took them this yeah. long to do it why not the thing that i object to is the rounding of it all because in the time, honest yeah, to God, course. I thought they would do this years ago, like before J.K. Rowling became the poster child for transphobia around the world, like before that was even in the picture. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll watch a half hour Harry Potter series for a while. Why not? Um, now, I think that Harry, Ron and Hermione should all be trans actors. I think that'd be great. That'd be funny. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean. It is too soon. I'd rather they go for another original property. I guess it just seemed it seemed too inevitable for me to be mad about. Resigned at that's most. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I and I don't, you know, I don't disagree with you. It it was inevitable. I mean 
they've been looking and when i say they i mean both rowling and her publishers on the book side i mean warner brothers on the movie side they since she wrote those those seven books and mm-hmm. hasn't really written another book like real novel in that universe sure. they've all been trying to find ways to milk it eternally they've all um, failed and this Fantastic is a logical piece. step to milk it eternally um but yeah i you know i'm not going to be too enthused for this one i we'll see what happens um it could go any which way but yeah it is i love how it seems like some of the announcement stuff tried to kind of like rowling's involved but she's an executive producer and then her her quote is like i'm so happy they're committed to telling my there's a quote from her about how she's happy that they're committed to faithfully telling her story um which again makes me like kind of chuckle because she was involved with the movies so again it's not like they went over her there's head this whole plot about like stuff. house cells and the fourth one they cut from the movies i guess they could add that back in you could do a lot more with the ghost yeah i'm not yeah i'm not it. saying there's not stuff there's, oh, there's sure there's much. plenty of stuff <laughs> the, the yeah heart of it's but there. It, again Whenever I hear people be like, we're going to, you know, retell it faithfully, I it, that makes me think the original one was drastically <laughs> different. And that's just not the case here. So we're talking about fitting in the minor enough stuff that they deemed cuttable rather than, you know, wholesale changes. But yeah, so we'll see. Um, any any other thoughts on this, Dan? Because we do have a lot to talk about. We do. some comments here. Um, cool. Because we got some different in. JD Palm thinks the films were enough for Harry Potter. Brit, I won't be watching eight Harry Potter, but there are things like the Marauders that could be covered. The Marauders are so interesting. Yeah. Like that's basically yeah, yeah. a fan creation where all these fans have kind of made up what they were all doing and like they really kind of filled it out. It's there in the Harry Potter series officially, but I think the fans really that's cool. helped the Marauders get off the ground. Um, that's like serious and and James, like their posse. Yeah, yeah. The like um Hogwarts cool. before before Harry. Uh JD Palm. Yeah. I'm about to be interested in a TV series set in the Harry Potter universe, which I think is a thing that's been going around a lot. Uh people think that Daniel Rackle Daniel is the only Harry Potter for them, which makes sense. Uh and I like this one. J- <laughs> Joseph Quinzel, a TV series would be much better than the remakes of the novels. They should recast Watson and Radcliffe, the two ingrates. <laughs> so, <laughs> I won't um <laughs> d- d- dig too deep into that. Split opinions. That's probably why. I'm into Duncan Egg, but I'm like caution and Harry Potter. I don't know. I'm really not offended. Because just I don't know why. I'm, I mean, cool. I should be I'm more. happy for you. I'm, I'm sure it'll be one fine. of us shouldn't be. I'll okay. carry the outrage for that one, and you can be the voice I really, of reason. I really, it won't happen. I think honestly, well, after this, we'll, we'll move over. I think the responsible thing to do would to be ca- to cast one or more transgender actors in very prominent roles uh, to kind of decouple the series from J.K. Rowling's blatant, aggressive, very bullhorn transphobia she's been spouting for like the past few years now. Um, that won't happen, yeah, and but I, I think that'd I be agree. Good move. that wouldn't yeah. solve the problem of this is too soon and we don't need this, but it would solve no. the problem mainly I have. I think I do hope I think they're going to have to address that in some way if they're doing this show for the next 10 years or they it would <laughs> be, as you said, the responsible thing to do. 
I wouldn't support doing that to like a main, like not a main cast, but like the main three. Like, yeah, I feel like you have to find the right character to do that with story wise, where it doesn't feel like you are wholesale changing a character who already existed. Yeah, I but I think there are opportunity for those sorts of characters there in the books. Don't ask me to to name one off the top of my head, but I I do think they should do that. They should have it some trans actors in prominent roles they on that show. Probably won't. But uh we'll see as things go on. What else is happening, Daniel? Yeah. There's a lot happening today. There is one super quick comment I wanted to hit on. It's already gone. I don't know um who said it. Someone asked about the Nymeria spinoff. I just wanted to very briefly touch on that and say we're pretty sure that HBO shelved that. Oh yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Good call. Uh, there, there was talk about how that was taken down from the production company that was making it. Their website, it was on there. It's no longer on there. So we're getting Dunkin' Egg. The chances are really slim that Nymeria is still on the table, but we'll see. So beyond all that, back to shows we know for sure are happening that are actually filming that we'll be able to watch in the next couple of years. House of the Dragon season two has officially begun filming um, at Leavesden Studios in the United Kingdom. There is a very spiffy image of the Iron Throne, which the oh, production nice. released. Yeah, I, I love this picture. Um, so, yay, that's exciting. They also there are some notable cast things. They announced a whole bunch of returning cast members. You know, we're excited to be back with faces new and old type deal. And they listed mm-hmm. a bunch. But there were some names that were missing. Um, one in particular is Graham McTavish, who played Sir Harold Westerling, was More. noticeably absent from the cast list. Same with the Cargill twins, who are played by Luke and Elia Tittensor. Yes. However, Jefferson Hall, who plays the Lannister twins... Both he plays both Lannister twins. He was on this list, which makes us wonder if he's getting a bigger part next season, as well as what's the deal with McTavish and the Titansaurs. What are your thoughts on this, Dan? I don't know what their thoughts are. So I, I don't know what my thoughts are. Maybe it means they're gone. Maybe it means that I mean I hate the way I don't want to re do we want to rehash this? Episode nine blue um of House of the Dragon, and <laughs> they wrote themselves into a Agreed corner. To disagree, with- but- with with Graham McTavish's character, just kind of like they did. I'm just, just going to wander out of this secret meeting, and no one's going to stop me. And then, okay, yeah. um, and he's so, dead in the books. He's dead in the books, which would have been so, which would have been perfect. He could have died off screen; it would have been fine. Um, yeah, I'm be more surprised if the t- honestly, I would I, maybe he won't show up. I'd be more surprised if the twins, the Titansaurs, Eric and Arik Cargill, didn't show back up. Because they have some cool Same. stuff to do in 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 Fire and Blood. Um, Absolutely, I don't know though. I, I I don't know if the list means that they're actually not going to show up, or if the list just means that they just didn't put everyone on. Because how long does this thing have to be anyway? Yeah, um, I it's true. We'll see. But the the Titansaur twins were definitely the one that made me raise my eyebrows the most because, like you said, the the Eric and Eric Eric Eric. Who knows the. Cargill twin thing yeah. is a very memorable part of the dance and also like the perfect metaphor for the dance. I think it's important to have Ooh. it in there. Um, why would so? You? Why wouldn't you? You already cast them. They're already in the show. I I, I think that's just you I know mean, just they just if I'm a dramatic list, writer, 
And I think, what? There's spoilers, just be warned. Potential for a fight scene between two twin brothers on opposite sides of a war who fight each other? Yes, let me write that episode. Like, come on, they, they should definitely yeah. have that in there. Yeah, totally. Ah. Um, but so cat, we do have some other casting stuff. Uh, this next bit comes from Redanian Intelligence, which is a really reliable scoop site that typically covers Witcher stuff. Uh, they're named after a spy agency in The Witcher, but apparently they have they spies are. on the set of House of the Dragon too, because they revealed that their sources have said that Cheese has been cast for House of the Dragon season two. Jeez. He'll be played by an actor named Mark Stobbert. Um, so this is we're going to assume they're probably telling this true sure. until we hear something different, because usually they're accurate. Um but this is the guy who's playing cheese. Uh, I'm best known for a bunch of English shows, which I do not know. Really? Um, yes. Yeah. So he he has a bit of he has a pretty decent and deep resume. Um, shows in this show. I think he's got the right look for cheese. I'm curious to see what he brings to it. Yeah. Cheese of blood and cheese fame. Another big event from House from yes. the Dance of the Dragons will probably show up probably pretty early next season. Um, yeah, I, I won't spoil yeah. that. And I, I, I don't spoil everything. But yeah, good. Coming together. They've begun yeah. filming, so we assume they know who's playing everyone. We just haven't heard them all yet. So we'll um, update you yeah, as exactly. we find out. Yep. There's one other one uh, who we'll just mention super quick before we hit the next topic, which is James Doherty. Um, sorry, um, James Doherty, if I'm saying your name wrong. Uh, but he is cast as a recurring character named Clay. That's C-L-E-Y. Um, this dude, again, has been in a bunch of things. I've I've heard him most recently. He's the voice of the blacksmith in Roundtable Hold in Elden Ring, this guy. And he is going to be in House of the Dragon Season 2. Um, do we think Clay is a code name? Probably. I don't know. That's right. For... Um... I don't know. I thought you Maybe were dead. for blood. Yeah, I thought you, every time you go back to Elden Ring, every time. <laughs> Let's like, get smithing. You thought I was dead for 95 straight times. Have some faith in me. <laughs> I, right. You think you learn at some point, Hugh. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's but blood. Yeah, I don't so, know. I mean, maybe. So the only thing with him, he is supposed to be a recurring character. Um, mm-hmm. All I'll say for blood is they might change it. Blood does not have a recurring role in the dance for he, he, very he specific two reasons. Things. He does the big thing yes. with cheese, oh, and then true. he gets caught. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Um, so yeah, that that's the casting news. Uh, you want to say anything else about this before we just keep on cruising? Some good comments. Um, well, Julie asks. Oh, but uh, someone asked a good thing. Uh, Martha says that. Graham McTavish doing something else again with Outlander, which he is. I, I believe I heard that. Yes. So that's good. Robert asked if there's a trailer for the Marvels dropping today soon. Robert, it dropped yesterday, the Marvels trailer. So that is actually out, yep. uh, the Marvels trailer with Watch it now. Brie Larson and uh, the other two women who are also in it. Iman uh, Vellani and I don't remember who plays Photon. Nor do I. But she was in WandaVision. She was pretty good. That's out right now. It looked fine. Is that on the agenda to talk about, by the way? It is not because the okay, agenda in that is case, just really so fast, ridiculously packed. I f- I found it very deflating and Marvel is over esque. Okay, um, I didn't like it. At all. <laughs> but uh, that, that, I, that's, I'm excited that's about for it. the Marvels. 
it's a lot and, of homework to expect of your audience, but I'm excited for it. And Julie asked, Tiana Paris, thank you, Richard. Uh, and Julie asked, have we seen the Last Kingdom movie, Seven Kings Must Die? What a coincidence. Daniel, have we? Uh, yes. Well, I don't know if you have, Dan, but I, I have. I don't know if you have seen what I have seen, but I have seen <laughs> seven, <laughs> seven Kings Must Die. Um, I can't go into super detail because the embargo on on review, like real review talk is still not up yet. Um, but I'm allowed to him. say I've seen it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I do have a lot of thoughts. Some some things I liked. Some things I liked less. Um, but <laughs> you at the end him. of the day, it was ah! yeah. Well, hated is a strong word. Some th- things I had qualms with. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a blast to get one last adventure with Utred, his bros, and everyone else on that show. Um, so. Uh, we had on the agenda to kind of brush up on some season five things. Um, so just a, some very quick refresher. Um, yes, correct, Joseph. Seven Kings Must Die. Uh, it actually comes out this Friday it does. on Netflix, April 14th. Um, so we'll have a whole bunch of coverage of it. A review up on the site, uh, winterscoming.net, if you want to check it out on mm-hmm. Friday. Uh, but so just to to brush up on season five, just some very quick bullet points here in case you forgot. Um, so there will be some spoilers here for the last kingdom, but so uh-oh. Uhtred when last, uh, Oh, uh, Uhtred when last we saw him had reclaimed his ancestral home of Bebenberg. Um, he, one of his kids was heading back a secret child. Uh, right. Um, I, and basically he had refused to swear fealty to King Edward. Um, so there was an uneasy uh, truce, I guess we could say, between mm-hmm. Wessex, as always, who controls the rest of England, Northumbria, which is Uhtred is now one of the most powerful lords there. So he doesn't control Northumbria, but he's kind of like the premier lord of Northumbria yeah, and Scotland which is ruled by King Constantine, um, who was a late game villain in season five, but who had a code of honor. So he and Uhtred reached an understanding. (laughs) Um, And the movie is going to deal with, you know, what happens after um, this is not a spoiler. It's in the synopsis for the movie, but after Edward dies and the next person takes over as King and I'm excited for you guys to watch it so that we can talk about it next week when we'll we'll absolutely be discussing it. Um, are you? Do you think you're going to check it out, Dan? How are you feeling? Are you hype? It depends on the review. I'll be honest. I sort of I watched season five, but it was with less enthusiasm than I watched the other seasons. Um, and okay. now I don't want to say anything more. Um, we'll we'll find it on Friday. We'll see how 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 the reviews yeah. go over. Yes, I am curious to see um, what people think and what you guys think. Uh, but yeah, to to Bebenberg this Friday. To Bebenberg, um, my lands. To Bebenberg. My lands. Yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's just nice to hear Alexander Draymond talk in that accent again. That's what I'm taking away from it. That's true. That's true. Um, you know, what? I probably will just to hear him. He he he. His it, voice has my heart. You know, this is a role of a lifetime for him. And it is honestly like 
any any feelings I have one way or another about choices the movie made, um, it is just such a pleasure to see him in that role. And I would watch it. It's just worth watching just for that, honestly. Um, I probably I, will watch I, it. I will you really know, miss that show when it's gone. I changed my answer. I'm going to watch it because I do want to pay respect to what they've you done should. Um, for the past five seasons and just the the what they've accomplished. Good for you. But um, just moving yeah. on because we just got to keep them moving. Moving on. Um, moving Andrew on. Haley asks, have we seen the latest episode of The Mandalorian? You know, it's strange to bring up Star Wars, Andrew, because everybody's been bringing up Star Wars lately, including Disney, who uh, held the latest Star Wars celebration this past weekend and announced a whole crap load mm-hmm. of things. And um, <laughs> a veritable crap load. Yes. Let's run through some of the stuff they announced because they, they announced a, a, a bunch of stuff. I can see it in my left eye. Um, first up. Uh, the Ahsoka Tano show, Star Wars Ahsoka, a brand new show, but Ahsoka Tano, Zaya Dawson, coming out in August. Uh, there's a trailer. It's pretty. Thrawn's in it. Um, and yeah, it's yep. following up. It, it's going to kind of connect with the Mandalorian, uh, who introduces Zaya Dawson as, as Ahsoka in season two. And it'll involve characters from Rebels like Thrawn and others I don't know the names of, Sabine Wren. Are you interested in this, Daniel? Yep. Um, I am. I- I'm really interested in it because uh, one, the trailer just looked really cool. I did not watch Rebels, um, so I'm familiar with some of the lore. Like I know who Thrawn is. He is a really famous Star Wars villain from probably the most famous Star Wars books by Timothy yeah, Zahn. Um, he he is blue. He is being played by Lars Mikkelsen in the show, uh, who is the same person who voice acted him in Star Which Wars cool. Rebels, where he was one of the main villains. So. My big curious thing with Ahsoka, when I watched it, you know, I don't know the characters well, but I know enough to know like, oh, that's sure. Sabine. She's from Rebels, things like that. Um, I watched this trailer with with my partner and she didn't get any of those references and was just like, looks OK. I, I'm excited. Okay. Ray Stevenson's in it because Ray Stevenson is just awesome in everything he's in. Um, but I'm really curious to see what the fan reception is to this from people who aren't super keyed into rebels because it essentially looks like a rebel sequel in live action. This show, that's kind of what all so, the shows are becoming. Speaking of the Mandalorian, like yes. it's becoming very much tied into that Filoni verse. So is Ahsoka. Yeah. He has smuggled in all his ideas and he has staked his claim to be the next George Lucas. And currently he's the closest thing they got. Um. Anyway, yeah. they also announced Which is fair. Sorry, go on. I think Sure. No, yeah, I was just going to say, which is, you know, he worked with George Lucas, you know, George Lucas on Rebels and Clone Wars. So if anyone should be leading the charge on this stuff, it is probably him. Sure. Um, I just, you know, wonder because of how much it's leaning on that pre-existing stuff. Uh, but yeah, plenty of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they also announced there are going to be three new movies. Um the first one is about the dawn of the Jedi. It's set the farthest back in the timeline before the High Republic when the first Jedi were just forming. Then there will be another one. This one, I believe, helmed by Dave Filoni, which will is set during the time of all the Disney Plus shows, uh, like The mm-hmm. Mandalorian and Ahsoka, and will presumably tie them together. So uh, Filoni versus Avengers, but Star Wars is what and I'm first taking from that. James Mangold did Logan. 
oh that's cool um and then the last one is a sequel to the star wars sequel trilogy uh about ray daisy ridley's coming back uh, and this one will be about ray forming a new jedi order um so that's big news how did you feel about this dan um i feel like it is a bit of a risky play for them they have famously been struggling home with a new movie to make after the rise of skywalker was divisive let's put it um and it 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 honestly still feels like they're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall even with this um i agree they announced it i want to see more before i commit myself emotionally to anything I mean, yeah, none of them I, I, like totally. give me burning sensation to see them. I don't see like I gotta see that. Um, but they all sound interesting, and if they are good, I would watch them. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. I, I, you know, they all sound interesting. I would give any of these movies a chance and probably enjoy them. But at this point, Lucasfilm has kind of stretched my um willingness to believe them when they talk about new movies because they announce and can't like they have announced and canceled it's got to be like three or four movies in the past like five years like they even had a teaser trailer for rogue squadron and then they scrapped that right Um, so i really until we get you know basically a full trailer and we hear stuff is really in production um i am cautiously excited but i'm not banking on actually seeing any of these because of their track record yet yeah and uh, they all start at andor season two expected to release sometimes august 2024 we'll cover four yep. years of casting in andor's life uh and they know what the final shot of the series will be andor the most beloved least seen thing to ever come out of the galaxy far <laughs> far away that'll be nice yeah uh we also yeah. got the f- got this it's just too much the first footage from star wars skeleton crew which is a stranger things as teenage star wars show about a bunch of plucky space teens who get on a spaceship and have to find their way home and also jude laws they're doing something we're not sure yet yeah we think uh, he, he is seemingly year. a jedi but we're not 100 percent positive yeah i hope he's a jedi i hope he has a good time and then the acolyte mentioned that before yeah, exactly. Jude Law, favorite Jude Law roles. I can't think of any. Um, the Acolyte is another show which is about like the Sith back in the pre the prequel yes. the prequel days. That could be fun or it could be too much. And then Star Wars The Bad Batch, the animated show, ending with season three. Also Yippie Kaye. Hooray for that. Yep. Computer animated I- clone soldiers <laughs> with their standard issue. Um, Duncan Egg, Mando and Grogu, uh, Ellie and Joel. Uh, they're sending you little baby clone whose name is Ek- uh, Omega, oh. and she's like their plucky child. Sidekick. Okay, I see. I see. Well, if it's working for them, uh, why not keep repeating that formula until it's all we ever see? Um, <laughs> on it, and on it. There, so there is a lot of Star Wars news. The only other biggest one that we're going to just briefly touch on is that Return of the Jedi is coming back to movie theaters this month um, on April 28th to celebrate its 40th anniversary. 
So if that is something that appeals to you, uh, you know, classic Star Wars that you don't need to have seen 15 things to understand, um, that will be back in movie theaters in about two weeks. So keep your eye out if that's something you want to watch. Really brief tangent. Do you know what I've been doing around the house lately? It. <laughs> it's um, I've been telling my partner. You that I have like, th- No, um, I tell my partner that, that I have like a really important message. Like, oh, my God, I just got a call. G- guess what they said? And they're like, what? And then I say, oh. Oh, 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 and do a job. Oh, voice. nice. I keep doing it. Okay, over and so over. you're going to go see it. That's what I'm hearing. No, probably not. I just like doing the job of laugh. I think it's fun. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's fair. Okay, go on. Uh, so that's all we had for, uh, for the Star Wars stuff. Again, there's plenty of other stuff. Like, I think the Acolyte, um, they did reveal some footage from that. It is not publicly available, but you can find bootlegs if you are crafty about it. <laughs> Um, that one has the actress who played Trinity, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, Moss, as yeah. well as the main actor from Squid Game, Amanda Stenberg, like a bunch of people. It, the I did see the bootleg footage. Keen. It looks really cool. It is about the formation of the Sith. Um, but yeah, that one, it does seem likely that's 2024 now. That's the other thing from that, uh, which we thought was going to be the case, but they didn't confirm a date at star wars celebration i believe so 2024 is looking pretty much a given love it um but beyond um, that beyond star wars beyond game of thrones beyond harry potter are you watching or reading anything else daniel or anyone out there watching what, what are even... you watching and reading do you have time to watch and read anything with the constant barrage of life's daily arrows slamming into your cranium and making it as hard as you had of your left eye I tell you, left. I have less time than I did a few days ago because of all these left. announcements and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have their way, I will not have time. But no, I, I have seen a couple of things uh, beyond uh, Seven Kings Must Die, obviously, which was one of the bigger things I watched this week. Still mm-hmm. catching up on Succession. And I watched Beef on Netflix, um, which is a an A24 show uh, starring Ali Wong and Steven Yeun. Um, and that it was cool. <laughs> so the, it, it is really cool. It's very different. It is a show that is so good. You have to question how it ended up on Netflix. Um, <laughs> sorry, that sounds hard. That sounds harsh, but that's a oh, reaction that's I've seen shady. from a lot of people because it, it feels like an HBO show. Like the premise sure. of this show is basically, uh, these two characters road rage at each other in the opening scene. This horrific road rage thing, they're chasing each other around, and then it is just a spiraling mess of them trying harder and harder and harder to get back at each other, and how that leads them to make just awful life choices. Um, It's so compelling. Yeah, it's great. The the lead actors are fantastic. Ali Wong does some amazing acting, like just silent acting with her eyes reacting to stuff. Um, So that was great. Uh, Beyond that, I have been reading a lot this week. I finished The Bone Shard War by Andrea Stewart, which is the final book in her Drowning Empire series. That is kind of like a last airbender style Asian inspired fantasy set on these drifting islands with very cool animal sidekick creatures. Um, Really loved that series. Uh, The last book is out on April 18th. And it's excellent. And beyond that, 
that, I also read a novella by Fonda Lee, uh, the author oh, of the Greenbone yeah. Saga, called Untethered Sky. That okay. came out yesterday, um, and it is about a person training a giant rock, like a giant eagle, that hunts okay. man-eating manticore monsters. And it has really great animal creature descriptions. It reminded me of George R. R. Martin a little bit and how immediately devastating it was. So nice. uh, I mean that as a compliment in the best way. It's only like 150 pages. I read it in a night and it was fantastic. Awesome. But pretty cool. Yeah, I've got to that's start what reading I, what more stuff been? so I can match you. Um, well, first of all, uh, Joseph Quinn Quesnel wants to know what's happening with Willow. And just last we heard, Joseph, Willow's been canceled on Disney Plus, but the showrunner said it's not kind of it, it, it could come back. But I mean, uh, like, yeah. that's true of literally any show these days. Nothing dies forever. Like, as long as there's an IP to revive, you can revive it eventually. But it's essentially dead until we know more. So I would go about your daily yeah. life assuming Willow's not going to be coming back. And if it does, hip hip hooray. Um, I watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I thought it yeah. was really, really fun. Yeah. You were right. You were 100% right. Um, it was a lot of oh, fun. Nice. It was it was well made. It was zippy. It was fleet on its feet. It was kind of joking, clipping in the right parts, but still had some heart to it. Just really, really fun. Hugh Grant was having himself a hell of a time. That man was enjoying he really himself was. on the stage. That's totally. the most I've enjoyed Hugh Grant in a long time. I think my favorite <laughs> performance, period. I can't think of another time about he, that he was that entertaining. Um, so good for yeah. that and good for um, Hugh Grant. A better boy. I, I, I never cool. saw a better boy. I'm sorry. Um, that's, that's I one, haven't either, one, if it helps. One, one for the list. Um, also, Succession. You into Succession? Come on, man. Uh, did you see oh, the yeah. latest? Did you see the latest episode? No, okay, I'm, then I so won't I'm spoil not it, caught up. But it's no spoil it. Okay, I am, the last, I, the last is, one I've heard was crazy. Everyone talking about it. That that is spoiled. the word on the street. Mm. The last one was really was good. good. I'm in the really middle of season good. two, so. I got to binge and catch up before but I won't spoil things get you, even but, crazier. Um, they are in store for a great final season if they keep this up because that the, awesome. that, that was a barn burner. So I'm, I'm so that so 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 they're doing great. Cool. Ooh. I agree, Jay. Succession is. <laughs> and uh, Lizzie Bennett recommends Happy Valley. What is that on, Lizzie? Happy Valley. Yeah, I'm not familiar. And um, well, where we could watch it on. On BBC One. All right. We cool. are, I think we burned through a lot of this. I think we did a good job. Um, shall we, we move did. on to the Wick News Lightning Round? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so why not? There are still a, f- a handful, a bare few news stories that we have not touched on in this overcrowded episode. And now we are going to discuss them in i can't remember is it 30 seconds 20 seconds we're gonna discuss it until rizzard rizzard richard buzzes us to let us it's know 20 that seconds are you being sarcastic is it 40 seconds it's 20 seconds are, are you are you are you joking or not <laughs> that is uh yeah me neither sometimes richard <laughs> says 20 minutes 20 minutes, 20 minutes so. for topic all but right, let's clock. go. I don't know if I could talk about this next one for 20 minutes. Um, so why don't you read me first? Because I think sure. you probably will have more to say about the second one. 
Okay. Um, Millie Bobby Brown, wait, 20 seconds. Um, Millie Bobby Brown, star of Stranger Things, gets engaged to Jake Bon Jovi, who is the son of John Bon Jovi. The biggest thing I took away from this was that Bon Jovi is a real last name that he separated into Bon Jovi. But okay, 20 seconds, you go. I didn't know that. Can, can I just say that is exactly the biggest takeaway I had from this too. I didn't realize that was his actual name, just uh-huh, re-spelled yeah. into a stage name. But Millie Bobby Brown is engaged to his son. They've apparently <laughs> been dating for like engaged. three years. So good good for them. I, I'm happy for them. I hope it works out. Um, I hope, you know, that love is all they've got and they're living on a prayer together. <laughs> love it beautiful put the buzzer on right now give this man his ten thousand dollars okay go on um all right so uh this is american horror story news uh-huh. so kim kardashian it was announced will star in season 12 of american horror story yes she will kim kardashian is the queen of america she deserves everything i mean like look american horror story is this big gay fantasia of a horror show ryan murphy's the gayest man on tv and he has this diva obsession you know he's put on stevie nicks and um jessica lange and lady gaga and uh, uh angela bassett kathy bates like all these just fabulous ladies like naomi campbell stopped by and now kim kardashian fits it fits it fits it fits yeah okay um uh, I was going to I was going to call you Alexa because I do that reflexively sometimes. Oh, no. Um, Daniel, do you have an Alexa or is that just a I, name you? Call oh, no, people? I have an Alexa. So I'm going to say Alexa blank. But okay. no, you're Daniel. So Daniel, I see. Um, That's true. The Marvels dropped its first trailer. Are we hype? Uh, yes. So we talked about this a little bit. I, I am moderately hyped for this. I enjoyed Captain Marvel. I enjoyed WandaVision and Miss Marvel. Um, I am. The trailer looked like a lot of fun. I think Iman Vellani, who plays Miss Marvel, is a total blast. I can't wait to see her on the big screen. She is totally going to steal the movie. Um, but it's a lot of homework. Cool. Um, so I'm really curious about this one. I, I have not read up on this, and I want <laughs> 20 seconds you to should handle it. Yeah. me. Okay. 20 seconds. That's all we get. Hopefully, the lawmakers and the Department of Justice have more than that. Uh, So apparently some lawmakers, they want the Department of Justice to investigate the Warner Brothers discovery merger. They cited Batgirl as an example of how it is negatively impacting the industry, the canceled Batgirl movie. Um, What's the deal with this, Dan? I mean, basically, it's some senators, including Elizabeth Warren, are saying that this merger has been bad for workers. Like it's resulted in these layoffs. They've canceled movies. They've put other shows off HBO Max or Max. And put them onto other streaming services so that yeah. so people and, and they, they canceled westworld they're saying that this merger resulted in bad results for workers we should look into it to see if we can have another solution that doesn't screw over workers as much i don't know if it'll go anywhere yeah. probably not but um interesting to hear 20 seconds to summarize that that works yeah okay um that was pretty good thank you uh daniel mm-hmm. melanie linsky yes who played a villain on The Last of Us, would do a Last of Us prequel about Kathleen. She did not pitch one, though. Okay, go on. Yes. Yeah, so there was a news story that broke where I think it was Variety was like, Melanie Linsky pitches Kathleen prequel spinoff to explore (laughs) her background. 
And Melanie Linsky basically came back and said, no, I did not pitch this. Someone asked me on a red carpet, would you do a Kathleen prequel? Would you come back? And she said, sure, because she'd do anything Craig Mazin wanted her to do. So, yes, she would do it. No, she's not gunning for it. She said the idea of her pitching it was mortifying. (laughs) Um, So, uh, we speaking of we talked a little bit about Netflix earlier um and maybe their love of spin-offs they've no. apparently greenlit a stranger things animated show i mean they have i don't know why i put a question mark on the end of that uh yes they put an interesting question uh, <laughs> anim- a- animated show i mean of, of course they did that the, the, the series coming to an end netflix wants to keep the franchise going so here comes a spin-off prequel sequel we'll probably see more of that um, might it be good? Might it be fun? It's it, it's gonna be like the '80s cartoons we grew up on Sunday morning cartoons. Sounds fun. Go ahead, go yeah. off, have a good time. Um, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, here's a here here here's a question for you, book loving people out there. Uh, a Greek myth inspired fantasy novel called Lore is being adapted into a movie. What's the deal with Lore? Yeah, so Lore is a novel by Alexandra Bracken. Uh, it came out only in 2020, I think. It's fairly new, um, but it's basically like Greek myth meets the Hunger Games where these descendants of ancient Greek houses hunt gods who have to walk the earth in this competition called the Agon. If they kill them, they get their powers. Um, and this character, Lore, comes back to this bloody world to try to kill someone and then escape it. Um for good lord so that should be interesting yeah sounds cool um and finally also in movie news uh the joker 2 has wrapped filming and the director todd phillips i believe uh released a new image of lady gaga as harley quinn (laughs) now see this i'm interested in like i don't know if if i I want to see the ray movie the marvels look kind of whatever Oh, there's just there's potential for real juicy chaos here. It feels like in Joker 2. And I will probably oh, yeah. see it. Um, yeah, I'm into it. Cast Lady Gaga on a Joker musical. That sounds wild enough to work. So I'll probably be there. Cool. And yeah, that's, about- that's really all you need to know to sell you on it. I mean, you know, and the first one was just very bracing and made a lot of waves, too. So let's let's see where this crazy train goes. Um, Thanks. Watch, everybody. We speed ran the show. Basically, the entire thing was a uh, was a Wick News lightning round, basically, which I had a lot of fun with. I hope you guys had fun watching, too. Hope you. Yeah. Thank you. Warner Bros. Discovery. Probably should talk about stuff now. Um, if you want to see more of us, we're here every single Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, that's 3 p.m. Eastern, a uh, 1 p.m. Mountain, and noon out on the sunny California West Coast. Um, on the winter is coming Facebook and YouTube pages. You can also download us wherever you get your podcast, be it iTunes, Google Play, or other. And uh, Daniel, I got a call from the president. Did you? He had a message for you. You know what it was? Oh, God. There it is. This podcast is brought to you by Fansider. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. 
a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 